Good morning, everybody. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, John Tianabi and all the other actors with the drama. Thank you, Ruth, for leading us into those uh, prayers of intercession. Uh, we've gone to this hybrid service with people um, in church and people um, joining us from home online. I think we've got like 42 devices who've logged in online. So it's Easter Sunday. It's this, we're talking about hope today. And there is hope. There is hope because of the resurrections, the resurrection of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. When Jesus was with his disciples, he was trying to teach them that the Son of Man, we've been doing this in dwelling in the Word, in the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus is talking to his disciples and saying, the Son of Man will have to go and die on the cross. And then on the third day, he'll be risen. And it's several stages there in the Gospel of Mark when the disciples have no idea what Jesus is talking about. The evangelist, Mark, really makes sure that he knows that, that they were really bemused. What is he on about? And yet he was preparing the disciples to this thing that was going to be really absurd, really controversial, really crucial to the history of the world. The death and the resurrection of Jesus carried profound implications for the life of the Jewish people. They have been promised this Messiah, this new coming of the kingdom, this new way, but they have never thought that this is going to be with a single man coming in the middle of the story and changing things upside down. The Jewish understanding of the coming of the kingdom was with a corporate idea that this new life that was going to start, it was going to be corporately. It was not going to be starting by somebody who's just going to be unique and is going to say, I'm, I'm bringing the kingdom of God. There was this communal approach of the resurrection when actually the arrival of the new creation was going to be in the end of the story of where, wherever God was going to bring things into completion. So for them to be phasing this thing with Jesus saying that the Son of Man is going to be crucified and be risen so you can have this new life, it was really out of their books. And yet Jesus was very persistent. He, he really wanted for them to get it. He really wanted to prepare them. So when they come to this place of the gruesomeness of the crucifixion, that they know that this is to fulfill that promise, to fulfill that purpose that God had ordained and had promised. 
And I say today that the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has also profound implications during the pandemic and in our post-pandemic lives. Peter says, praise be to God who has caused us to be born into a living hope through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The drama was a great reminder of uh, the accounts in the Gospel of Luke of what happened at the resurrection. Ruth reminded us of the account of the Gospel of John. And I want to expand a little bit there on the Gospel of John because I do believe that there is hope because of the resurrection. I believe it this morning for myself. I believe it this morning for my family. I believe it this morning for this church, for this city, for this country, for this world who is in such despair because of just what a little microbe can do. And as I've been thinking of the post-resurrection story, I've been thinking of what we've been going through in the last 12 months, and it's quite similar. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of despair. There is death. And yet, there is hope. There is hope because of the resurrection. Now, we need to bear in mind that when John is giving us the account of the resurrection, he is the last standing apostle. He has seen it all. He has experienced it all, not only just on those days when he, see Jesus, he saw Jesus and the disciples just post-resurrection, but he has seen the life of what it means to be a post-resurrected Christian, what it means to be a follower of God. If we look at John chapter 20, that passage is filled with questions, with anxiety, with tears, with loss, with fear, and with doubt. Mary has got questions. Mary does not recognize who Jesus is. The disciples are all over the place with anxiety. There, is this, there are tears because the loss is great. They've been around somebody who has journeyed with them for three years and all of a sudden he's been taken out of them and he's been treated as a criminal. There's fear. The disciples are hiding away now because they think that if the Jews have done this thing to Jesus, they might end up like him. There's fear of tomorrow. You don't know who's going to be the next person who's going to knock on the door and what is going to come out of that. And then the passage ends up with Thomas. He does not believe that what the disciples have shared with him is true. Doubt. 
And in the midst of this, in the midst of questions, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of tears, loss, fear and doubt, there is hope. Because Jesus has defeated death. Because Jesus has defeated the devil. Because Jesus has kept the promised. If you are part of the Good Friday service, I said that the last words are the most important words. And the last words of Jesus was, were, it is finished. Accomplished. Done. Mission accomplished. There is hope now. And there is hope because we see in the end of the Gospel of John, post-resurrection, we see that there is hope because Jesus, the first thing that Jesus uh, does when he sees the disciples is that he greets them with peace in the midst of their questions, in the midst of them not recognizing him, in the midst of them denying him. Jesus greets them with peace. And how much do we long for that greeting of Jesus to come into our hearts this Easter Sunday and to greet us with his peace? It's not only that, it's not only the greeting of peace, but this, in this way that Jesus approaches his disciples, there is restoration. Peter has just denied him. And yet, in that denial, Jesus still greets him with peace. Peter has let him down. Peter must feel such, I don't know, you give the adjective with, because of what he has done to Jesus. And yet Jesus comes in and he greets the disciples with peace. There is hope in the resurrection, not only because the Savior gives us peace, but he restores our lives. I have come, says Jesus, that the sheep may have life and have that in abundance, even in the middle of pandemic. Peter is restored the disciples are met with peace. And then there is a great promise, which John is so fond of, that promise that although Jesus has left, he is not going to leave the disciples as orphans. He is going to give them the Holy Spirit who is going to indwell them. Because of the resurrection, there is hope because there is a promise of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There is a promise of the enablement of the Holy Spirit for the church to continue to proclaim the good news, to continue with that ministry of reconciliation that we spoke about on Friday. There is the greeting of peace, there is that restoration, um, of Peter, there is that promise of the Spirit. And lastly, there is hope in the resurrection because 
there is a blessing that comes of that. And the blessing comes from Thomas's doubts. The blessing is, Thomas, you see me, you believe. Blessed are those, you and me, who do not see me and yet believe. So there is hope in the resurrection because what Jesus has accomplished for us and what Jesus has shown to us that he wants to give us, a, to give us peace. He wants to restore us. He wants to fulfill and, and enable us through his spirit. And he wants us to be blessed because even 81 generations, if after Jesus' death and resurrection, I've just put 25 years in a generation, um, 81 generations were still believing that he is our hope. So if there is hope, there is something for us to do then this Easter. The first thing is we need to hear this hope. It truly is. And it's not a hope that I give. It's the hope that Jesus gives. If there is hope, then we need to believe his message. And if there is hope because of the resurrection, we need to repent of the lost hope. And with that, there is an invitation for us to embrace the living hope. So I just believe this morning that there is something that we can do with the Easter message in the middle of this pandemic. We can respond to the hope that is in Christ Jesus. We can embrace it. We can believe it for ourselves, but also we can share it with others. That's the whole story of Easter. When the disciples receive this news, they start sharing it with others. And I truly, truly believe that although the times that we're going through are really, really tough, have been tough, and we don't know yet whether this is going to last or not. We're just hoping that, the, that there is a, a, a turnover with a, the vaccine. But our hope should not be in the vaccine. I'm so grateful that I've had the vaccine, but my hope is not in vaccine. My hope is in Christ Jesus. Because I do believe that the true hope is only found, this is very exclusive, the true hope is only found in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So today, I choose to hear the word of hope. Today, I believe the message of hope. Today, I repent of my lost hope in the last 12 months. And today, I embrace the living hope that I find in Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Amen.